Hey, true crime subscribers, welcome to your March Patreon bonus episode. As always, I am your host, Mary DePippi. So this month is a little bit more special because it's my birth month and the two dates that I had for posting this episode were either going to be the Friday before or this current Friday, which totally bookended my birthday. So in some ways, this is kind of like a birthday episode. So this month, we are going to discuss one of, and I hate to say, like, my favorite murderer, because, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I know there's a podcast out there called My Favorite Murderer, and no shade to them, but, like, I just feel like saying that you have a murderer that is your favorite is kind of gross and just, like, feeds into the glamorization of serial killers, and I'm just not a fan of that. But... This week is going to be a little different because, inst- I mean, there is so much information about this particular killer that we're going to be talking about for this episode that I legit had to summarize so much because some of it is just so gruesome and so horrible. And again, there are just so many potential victims involved in this case that it would take like four or five episodes just to get through this person. So I have done my best to summarize it for you all. If you would like more information on this month's killer, you can look at my favorite podcast, the last podcast on the left. They did a series on this particular killer, and those are episodes 326, 327, and 328, which coincidentally, 328 is my actual birth date. So it's interesting that Well, not interesting. It's just a coincidence (laughs) that this series would revolve around my birthday. Um, Again, not because I consider this particular killer to be like my favorite killer, but I used him as an example for my main character when I did my thesis for creative writing. And for those of you who have not gone for like a creative writing thesis... Or a creative writing master's, I should say, not a thesis. The thesis is what you have to complete in order to get the master's. Um, for our thesis, for the master's, you had to write a, you know, basically write a novel. And that's what I did. So my main character was loosely based off of this killer because when I had heard about him, first of all, this is one of the first episodes I had heard from the last podcast on the left network and podcast series. So it's sentimental to me that way. But also, like I said, I just became so engrossed with this guy's story that it gave me inspiration to create this character that I wanted to create. So I'm really excited. Again, like I said, this is like a birthday episode. So I have my glass of wine over here. I have (laughs) my weed vape pen. I am ready to go. So, I hope you all enjoy this more laxed episode for your Patreon episode. So, let's get into the Iceman, a.k.a. Richard Kuklinski. Actually, real quick, before we get into Richard Kuklinski, I just want to point out that the majority of the research that was done um, through the last podcast on the left, they 
used his biography. So there aren't actual like court cases, court files, things like that to fully 100% back up what he is saying. So, I mean, he's a killer. So there is a chance that he is lying. But we're just going to go with what he says his story is for this episode. Okay. Richard Leonard Kuklinski was born on April 11th, 1935 in Jersey City, New Jersey to parents Stanley and Ann Kuklinski. Richard's parents were very abusive to himself and his older brother, Florian. And actually, his father was an alcoholic, and it was said that he would beat his children every single day. And please, don't misunderstand, Anne also saw the same abuse from Stanley. Now, Anne would later be given this nickname by Richard as Cancer, because she would suck the life out of people and just ruined everything that she touched. However, despite this, Richard also believed that his mother was a victim of her own life. Because for his mother, both of her parents had died when she was like really, really young. And I can't remember exactly where she wound up, but I know that she was abused there. And then eventually she married this abusive piece of shit, Stanley. But he was able to recognize that she had gone through these specific horrific situations and kind of had like the foresight to kind of be like, okay, this kind of makes like her behavior makes sense for what she's gone through, which is something like we will talk about him as we go through this episode. Now, Stanley, on the other hand, was an immigrant from Poland and not much is known about his background, but I know that he did, like, escape from war. Like, he was in a war-torn area at the time. So, you know, I mean, it's not unlikely. LGBT stories are universal, but each one speaks to the individual heart and soul of the writer telling it. Do you have a story to tell? If so, the Gay and Lesbian Review wants to hear from you. Have you been moved by an LGBT book, film, painting, television show, or other form of media? The GNLR believes in bringing awareness to queer art and artists through reviews, commentary, and thought pieces in which the author relates their personal lives to a particular piece of art, a novel, a movie, or what have you. In addition to the articles published in the print magazine, the GNLR also publishes articles on its blog as well as personal essays on its popular Here's My Story section. This allows people like you to share their own experiences with our readers. To learn more about submitting either to the print or the online edition of the GNLR, visit glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org and scroll down to the bottom of the page to find a link to their writer's guidelines. If you have any questions, email stephen.hemrick at glreview.org. The GNLR can't wait to see what you have to say. And remember that they're offering an exclusive code with the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. So when you subscribe to the magazine, you'll receive a free copy with any print or digital subscription. So that's seven issues instead of six. Again, just visit the glreview.org 
And click subscribe and enter the promo code ITBR for your free issue. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Andrew, and I'm interrupting what I know is an enthralling interview because I want you all to know that we are sponsored by Broadview Press. And if you don't know, Broadview Press is an independent academic publisher who publishes books covering topics like English studies, writing, philosophy, history, gender studies. And every season on the podcast, I interview one of the Broadview Press authors. So for the fall, we had Anne Stevens on to talk about literary theory and criticism. She played a Wizard of Oz literary game with us. She talked about why Bridgerton actually involves literary theory. So does Fifty Shades of Grey. Who knew? Um, and also, we just had on Jeffrey Weinstock, who wrote the first ever pop culture analysis book. So, you know, I am all things a lover of pop culture, especially my Hollywood topics, Real Housewives, the list goes on and on. And he also wrote the book called The Mad Scientist's Guide to Composition, where he's writing a book teaching students about how to write rhetorical strategies, but it's all around this metaphor of being in the mad scientist laboratory, because as you'll learn when you hear our episode with Jeffrey, he is a gothic and horror fanatic. And I mean that in all the best ways possible. So you don't want to miss Broadview Press's exclusive discount because you're listening to the podcast. All of you get an automatic 20% off. Use the code Ivory Tower for 20% off site-wide on all of their books. So our in our show notes, we have a link to Broadview Press. Make sure you click the link, put in Ivory Tower, and you're going to get 20% off your order. So enjoy your reading, everyone. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That he experienced trauma, but... It's not certain that it's the trauma that made him act this way, so violently that is, or if he had some sort of psychopathy that caused this. But either way, he was a violent, horrible piece of shit that treated his family as such. And, you know, I'm not making excuses for him, like, you know, saying that it could be psychopathy or, you know, his trauma that made him treat his family this way I'm not it's just this is kind of an explanation of the way that he views reality or like a glimpse of his reality if you will 
But like I said, Stanley was a fucking anger-filled monster that his poor family had to deal with in this tiny-ass apartment because, again, Stanley was an immigrant. If you know, kind of, if you're familiar with the history of the time, you know, many immigrants were living in tenement housing, and that is what they were living in. So basically, they were kind of living in a New York studio apartment. And many families, it could be like up to 10 or 12 people, you know. Luckily for them at this time, it was just four. Now, as a young boy, Richard would sometimes pee himself in fear just from hearing his father's voice. Like, just to give you a glimpse of how bad the abuse was and how fearful Richard was at the time. Now, of course, him peeing his pants would lead to more beatings. And sometimes these beatings would be so bad that Richard would just pass out. Now, Florian, Richard's older brother, I would have to argue got it the worst because, well, Stanley actually killed him. Yeah, so according to Richard, Stanley would always hit Florian in the back of the head. And, you know, Florian didn't have to do anything wrong specifically. Stanley would just do this because he wanted to. And Stanley was also, or I'm sorry, not Stanley. Florian was described as being more on the frail side. So I don't know if that fueled some sort of drive to abuse this child for Stanley. I, I, I don't know. But one day while Stanley was drunk and wailing on the back of Florian's head, Florian fell to the ground and he didn't move. And he wouldn't move again because Florian had died. Now, of course, no one in the family was going to call the cops. So, you know, they did what they had to do. And whenever neighbors asked, they would just say that Florian had fallen down the stairs. After that, it was said that by Richard that the abuse had almost stopped completely for about a month. Which... I mean, a month is not long, and clearly Stanley did not learn his lesson. Sorry, I keep hitting my microphone. But uh, he obviously didn't learn his lesson, Stanley, which is why he picked up with the abuse after a month. But clearly it gave him enough shock to the system that he stopped it for a bit. Stanley and Anne actually went on to have two more children together, a son and a daughter, and, you know, maybe I, it, and this is my speculation, they just probably realized, oh shit, we can't just abuse one child the entire time, we might fucking kill him. Not necessarily so much Anna Stanley, but you know what I mean. Richard's brother is going to come back up later, his younger brother, but we'll get to that when we get to it. So just put a bookmark in it for now, and we'll come back to it, Okay. Aside from the abuse at home, Richard was often bullied by kids at school, physically and mentally. He was really short and like a late bloomer and would often get bullied because of that. But it's kind of hilarious that he's, I mean, I shouldn't say hilarious. It's ironic that he's bullied for being short because Richard would go on to be six foot five and weigh like 300 pounds. 
And like, it's not like it was just like all fat. Obviously, to be six foot five, you need to weigh a decent amount. But like, it wasn't all fat either. Like, he was super freaking strong, too. Basically, these bullies in grade school were super lucky that they were dealing with him then and not Richard as an adult because, well, it's going to prove to be like a detriment to get on Richard's bad side. But like I said, in grade school, he was bullied. And in one particular incident, Richard had come home from school. He was upset. He was beaten up by these two other boys. Actually, it had occurred right in front of their apartment. And, you know, he told his dad what had happened, looking for comfort. But, of course, in Stanley fashion, he told his son to get back out there and handle it. So, with this, like, stamp of approval to commit violence, Richard went out there and beat the shit out of these dudes. So much so that one of the boys' fathers came out and tried to break the whole thing up and, like, tried to hit on Richard. Now, Stanley saw this from the window, and when he saw this, he went, I mean, not crazy, but it felt like, it seems this way because he jumped out of the window and started beating up this kid's father and was kind of just like, what? You do nothing when my kid was getting beaten up and now you want to get involved because he's beaten up on your kid? Like, what the hell? And I hate to say it, but this was probably the only instance in which Stanley was a decent father. Hey, Ivory Tower Boiler Room listeners and true crime friends. You've heard me gush over this incredible woman and her beautiful products. I'm talking about Mandy Made It. Mandy makes customized and original crochet and cre-cut goods. They are the perfect, unique, one-of-a-kind gift for literally anyone in your life. And she makes incredible home decor. I still have my pumpkins that I put out every fall. I just love them. Check her out on Instagram at M-A-N-D-E-E, Made It, or search Mandy Made It on Facebook. To order, just slide into her DMs, and if you mention the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, you will receive a free personalized gift with your first order. So, go on Instagram and look up at Mandy Made It, and Mandy is spelled M-A-N-D-E-E. Again, her handle is at Mandy Made It, Mandy spelled M-A-N-D-E-E, and order today. Thank you so much for listening to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. This is Andrew Rimby. I really hope you follow us on social media because that's where you get to see all of the exciting video clips, teasers, and humorous moments. So follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room, and on our Twitter, at Ivory Boiler Room. I hope you all are following the Ivory Tower Boiler Room Cafe and become a member for only $5. You get all of our interviews and episodes ad-free. You also get to watch the video interviews. You get to see my lovely face and the guest's lovely face. And you get access to all the bonus episodes. So, Dr. Jake Newsom talking about the history of the pink triangle, 
Zach Topping talking about being an army vet and what that meant when he wrote a war novel and a dystopia novel. You get to hear Gregory Maguire's breaking news about the Wicked movie musical, Jesse Green talking about Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein. And what did Stephen Sondheim actually think about Rogers and Hammerstein? So head to patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room. Please, please provide me an iced coffee. I would love it because I need to stay up to do all these edits. So yeah, see you all in the ivory tower boiler room cafe. And here is Mary DePippi from True Crime and Academia. Hi, everyone. I am Mary DePippi. As Andrew said, I am the host of True Crime and Academia. True Crime and Academia airs on Fridays at 7.30. Now, to find all things True Crime and Academia, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at True Crime and Academia or on Twitter at TC and Academia because, well, they hate it when you have too many characters. Like I said, True Crime and Academia airs on Fridays at 7.30. But if you are a subscriber, you get a bonus episode. That's right. A whole episode just to yourselves that no one else gets to hear. Like I do a deep dive on the case of JonBenet Ramsey. I deep dive Casey Anthony. We talk about the history of the lobotomy. And most recently, we talked about the Night Stalker himself. Richard Ramirez. So if you want to access all of that extra wonderful content, go to patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room. And like Andrew said, if you could just please buy us a nice coffee, that would that would be great. That would be really, yes, really great. It would be great. We appreciate it. We also interact with all of you on Patreon. So ask us your insightful questions. We will answer them for you. And we want to thank our spring 23 interns, Andrea, Caitlin, Rosie, and Sheila. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to see you all back again in the ivory tower boiler room. Happy winter, everyone.